Zac Efron is like, the, they move in next door, and Seth Rogen looks out the window and sees him, and he's like, oh my god, that guy looks like he was made in a lab by gay scientists. I would have... Yeah, and I he's would. like, his, his arms look like veiny dicks. If I could make him in a lab and take him home you, with me, you did I would well do that. with the Seth Rogen voice at the start. I, and you gave up. I gave up. It was good. I didn't know if it was good <laughs> enough. Do it again? No, it's like, how do Oh my god! Enough. I can't do it either. <laughs> I was talking like a weirdo. Welcome. Oh, It always just leads back to that. <laughs> Welcome to the Friendly Fire cast! What? Just go with what? it. What? Just go with it. Episode 56. For the 2nd of June, 2014. The only reason I say the Friendly Fire cast is because, guys, it's only Steve from Survivor, Ben from MGN, and Leo from Survivor. This is like the old days when there used to be not really four of us because Tano never showed up and we had awful microphones. This is like... This was the core group. <laughs> it's so, just we, us. We are no longer recording Tano, on an iPhone. Ritano going back to just not rocking up and Shane not being here has left us back at cast level. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Back at our roots. <laughs> We're only a show when we have a proper sound biologist and for some reason Tano. Yeah. Or the logical was... voice of Heather Lockyer. Hi. <laughs> oh, just being nostalgic, oh, really. Just, that's, oh, just okay. go with it. Okay. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a fun time. Yeah. yeah. Right. I already said he was here. You've done it. I said cast. I always say cast anyway. They go casho. So it's been casho. Fourteen episodes since we migrated to a show. So we were promoted to show. Status. To show, we evolved. Next year we're Is gonna have to be the our final form. Who friendly knows? fire extravaganza. Friendly fire spectacular. And so yeah, this is only our second evolution. We can't be our final one. The second one's always the dud one. No, you know? yeah. come on. Pidgeotto was great. What comes after that though? Pidget. The name is terrible. <laughs> that's, that's right. And in, in, in going back to our roots... <laughs> you're, you're a bloody pigeon. And <laughs> going back to our roots, when Ben and I recorded here once, someone was like drilling above our office, and it looks like that's going to happen again through the entire show. So I don't know if that picks up on the mic. You can definitely hear it, but... Is I, it annoying? I, uh, well, it kind of adds an ambiance of some description. Is it more or less annoying than me whilst drunk on the podcast from week to week. Look, Shane's going to be displeased with that noise, but it's better than keys and rustling papers and all the other stuff Look, we he's use. Not here, mate. Yeah. You can take his name off this episode. What are you going to do about <laughs> it, Shane? Even if you were here, Shane, what are you going to do? Are you going to go upstairs, like burrow through the ceiling, and I, tell him to be quiet? I'll tell you what he would do. He would roll his eyes and glare at the ceiling. And he would. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, I'll do that maybe too. Maybe shake his fist a little. And if Tana were here, he would say, "Hi." That wasn't even a Tano impression. A Tano that was just you saying hi, quietly. It's got to be a quiet hi. That's Tano. Yeah, but it's more like, so there'll be a bit It's of like a higher pitch, pitch, isn't it? Isn't it? There would have been pitch. a bit of a delay, too, because Tano would have been looking at his phone. <laughs> Tano would have been not paying attention, and, well, he doesn't Well, really... this is quite ridiculous, actually. Is it, is that, it bad? that bad? Well, that one is. Well... Why? Okay, here, let's pass around the headphones. Not to break the fourth wall, but why are they doing this at 5.24pm on a Friday? Like, this is beer o'clock. Because there is a defined beer o'clock right now. Every uninsane person isn't recording a podcast. They're at home, or they're trying to go home, or they're going to a beer-drinking place. Now, it just sounds like, it sounds like I have bad gas or something. And when you start talking, I'm going to assume that the noise is also your noise, um, Ben. You want to hear? It's kind of fun no, listening to no. ourselves. It's like Inception. 
Just try it. I'm going to get it. He loves looking at himself so much. I'm not surprised he loves listening to himself as well. So. The other thing that we'll do when Shane's Shane not here is make... Back, Leo. Oh, very funny. The only thing that we will also do when Shane's not here is make noises like you just inception noise because Shane would kill you if you did that. Yeah, no. And, yeah. and the woo, feedback sound and, you know. It's very exciting. Ben's getting a treat for his ears because he, he has the headphones on right now. Okay, no one cares about it this, by the way. It sounds quite chocolatey in there, doesn't it? No like one cares. Smooth, smooth and creamy and No nice. one cares about anything we're doing at this point, right? We should probably just keep going. Well, let's we get shouldn't on. be talking about the creaminess of the audio level. Speaking of smooth and creamy, there was a game that was introduced to us at E3 two years ago. Is it still smooth and creamy? That's the real question. I'm talking about Watch Dogs, Ben. You've played it more than any Watch of us. Watch underscore dogs. Yes, yeah, Steve, there's an underscore Please. in this. <laughs> just on that. Great segue. I, oh, wait, that wasn't a Today segue. I wrote a post about Watch underscore dogs. And I wrote watch underscore dogs with the underscore, and then I put in brackets, and there is an underscore, suck it, Steve, end brackets. Well, I've he thought out, he was so I clever. cut it out as well. I agree that the underscore is ridiculous. Whoa! That's getting worse. What's happened here? I, I feel like. <laughs> you know those like sitcoms where the roof caves in on people? I feel like that's going to happen to us. I don't think that's going to happen. I just think people listening are going to go, oh, this is. They've gone back to cast quality. Well. You should thank us that the microphones are so that, good. You can hear that drilling so well. That people. last one sounded kind of like we just press start on a game and it does like a whooshing noise that is about to begin. Or when you put your uh, microphone down on the table to get your beer or something and that's like when the cutscene has an explosion and the vibration <laughs> of the controller is like or, on the table. Or when you insert a disc into an Xbox 360 and it, it struggles. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a PS4. Terrifying Ooh. when you put your controller on a desk or table and you walk away to get something and, and you just happens. hear the vibrating on yeah. that and you're like, what's happened? <laughs> well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think there's anything we can do about the noise. So uh, just, just We have on. one comment to make on that, Ben. What do you think that comment would be? What, what would we say to our listeners to uh, tell them how sorry we are? Please understand. Thank you very much. No deed. Nintendo has not allowed enough characters. <laughs> Please understand. Please understand. Please understand. <laughs> and also, under Sue. She's pretty cool, too. Um, oh, there's my first awful joke. Ben, Watch Dogs. It's like, <laughs> ben that's, didn't let's, even react. Let's get on track, eh? Here's the thing about Watch Dogs. I thought, I loved it at E3 both times. And then, after maybe two hours of play, the embargo lifted. So I just wrote something about that, because we got it so late. And I thought, meh. The driving's pretty terrible. The driving is terrible. Uh, and it's a really slow introduction. You have to kind of go through all this kind of nonsense just to figure out what you're doing. Like, the hacking is cool, but you have to learn how to do it. It takes so long. I think, like, if we list what doesn't work immediately, the guy is not an interesting character. He's, he is a trench coat. Yeah. And a I, cap. I don't, an iconic cap, I apparently. S- I see why everyone's complaining about that, but I don't really care. No, I don't really care about that either, but it, it, it's just... He's kind of meh. He's meh. So you, that makes the story kind of meh. Well, but the thing that I don't like the most about Aiden is that with, if, like, it's easy to compare this to Grand Theft Auto, which is, we'll get to that probably anyway, but I compare it to uh, Assassin's Creed. And in Assassin's Creed, oh, what's that saying? Everything is permitted, nothing is, you know what I mean? Like that Assassin's Creed isn't thing. It, isn't it everything is forbidden nothing is permitted or is it the other way around some you, you can basically do whatever you want to do and like you're not good and you're not yeah, yeah. um evil you're kind of going and killing people that you feel like and if you want to go and like beat up people in the street it's not a big deal but aiden's nothing this guy is true. everything is permitted that's it <laughs> but aiden's this guy who's like i'll go and stop crime but he'll also go and like hack people's 
bank accounts and steal cars. So, like, he's committing crimes that he's also stopping. Like, it's... He, I don't understand his motivation. I wanted to be a bad guy. I've been just killing everyone. But even <laughs> so, he hasn't really... I'm only up to Act 3, which is actually pretty close to the end because a lot of the bulk of the story is in Act 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it hasn't really done anything. Like, there's a, like, morality meter, which is moving towards you're a bad guy, but, like, nothing's happening, really. Yeah. You know, I don't think it really does much, that, that stuff. And I think the morality thing is just like, oh, this guy has cancer. Better not take his money or, yeah, I'm going to take his money. I think eventually, like, when you go into a shop, if you're, like, wanted, then the people won't serve you and stuff, but... I, I robbed a yet. coffee shop. Yeah, already. well, I'll just rob them. <laughs> I've already proven that I'm not like, worried about that. So. so you've played the most out of anybody, and you were there for the Ubisoft reveal at E3 2012. I think the coolest thing I thought about that was that they showed this kind of set piece where you used it. Like, everything that they've done, I've done in the game. But, like, it just seemed like... I know what you're saying. It seemed like it was really- like dominoes, like where they hit one thing and then that happened and then this happened and that made that happen and this did, and like if yeah. I'm doing it, I'm kind of doing like this chunk and then that chunk and it's like I'm not as cool as they were. Like, like they've set it up for themselves to look awesome. In the thing, it looked like this. So really do you kind of feel let down, world. or is it, does it pick it's, up it's more? Not the, it definitely picks up. Okay. Uh, the, I was a bit disappointed, like two hours in. I've only played two or three to like probably four or five hours, and it gets much better. And you find yourself kind of being like, I'm just going to do one more mission, which is what you want, like that kind of mindset. Um, so I would have been like from two hours, like six out of ten, if we have to number it. But now I probably pushed up to maybe seven or eight. Okay. It's, much it's not the nine that it's getting at places. That's crazy. We gave her an eight point five, but Luke yeah. said it's kind of slow, and the story Definitely needs slow. it takes a while to pick up. But he really liked the multiplayer, really liked yeah. the free roam and the invasions and stuff. I'm not that big on the invasions. Like that's a cool idea again, but I don't want random people in my game. And then when you do the hacking thing, so you're either trying to find someone and hack them and not be found, or you're trying to find the guy who's hacking, who's hacking you. And it's yeah, it's like once or twice. It's kind of like, hey, this is cool. You do it again, and it's some random. It's not like Leo doing it to me. It's some random, I don't know. And you either win or you lose, and it's just kind of, do you want to do it again? I like the um, the four square type thing that's in it. Have you done that? No. You can, on the map, there's like a little uh, ticks, and it's like a city landmark. And you go there, and you can check in. And if you check in there, the most you become the mayor of that town, and people can leave gifts of ammo and medicine and uh, money, and you can leave gifts there. And is that like in the multiplayer bit? No, that's just that's, that's just in the main bit. So how do you check in? Like, do you have to keep going back like day after day after day? Like it was really Foursquare. <laughs> yeah. How long does it take to do this? Well, it takes one second. You just like hit no, the but like how long does it take? How many repeat? attendances does it take to become a mayor somewhere i I don't know but you haven't done it yet it's just like it's just like not that big so to do that quite often at like one spot would be pretty easy like you're going to but you don't have to go it's not every day you can just whenever you drive by you can check in because like a day in the game is like you know a couple of minutes to a new day Mm. it shows the um and it shows like it's not just your friends whatever it's just some dude on psn or or xbox live who's the mayor of there's some cool stuff like that i think oh so it is like kind of multiplayer in that like you're you're checking in with real people not like npcs you know you check in with, oh, that's and that's what. And like, do you get an achievement or something for that? I don't think so. I think it's oh. just a side. Uh, like, that wow. is a lot of cool Watch stuff. Can I do a Ben Salter impression? Not doing that. No, it was nothing like it's, how you would say it. It's do just, it. Do, do you're like hoity not doing that like the way that you know and it's like oh, when you want to accentuate a point when I get to it I'll do it that was pretty <laughs> close actually. That, thank you. Well, Unknowingly, I mean, you did it for well, me. That that, that thing, there's like 
I feel like Watch Dogs is just filled with stuff to do. Like, it's got yeah. so much extra. Like, I played for like three hours last night, and I pretty much just played chess against some dude in the coffee shop. Then I robbed. There it. is a lot of like, <laughs> stuff like that, but the fun I've now been having once I got past the initial kind of boredom and then I got into it is just doing the story missions because he just kind of throws you with this map of like, hey, go play chess against an old man here, or go do this like crime solving problem. I've ignored all that. I'm just going to the yellow dot, which is like the question mark in yeah. Assassin's Creed. Main mission here. There's a bunch of other stuff on your map, but you can just ignore it and go to the yellow. I um I did this one thing. I don't know I don't know if it was one of the, what they call like the digital trips or something else, but it was like I had to run through the world and collect these like eight bit looking coins and avoid skulls that were also eight bit and the screen was all hazy and it was crazy. Like it was like um it was like a checkpoint race, and you had to do it at a certain speed. This was just one thing I randomly found. That sounds exactly like the creepy, like drug-induced psych. Like not exactly. Yeah, but that is. sounds like the psychedelic bits in That's Grand what Theft it is. Auto. There's dudes in alleyways that give you like digital trips, and they like, it's like mini games. Oh. There's some at least cool kind of new modern world stuff in there. Like if you play GTA now and you think about listening to the radio, that's pretty outdated. That's very Vice City, but that's still in GTA V. The fact that he has a media player on him now, which is just songs and you can listen to it when you're not in your car, it's like modern world. Like yeah. Even little things like that, which is kind of... Although, annoyingly, when you're in an important mission, you can't use your media player because it's playing tyrannic music in the background, which you have to listen to. <laughs> Which is strange. I think like, from, I only listen from the, to orchestral music at this point. Thank you. From the amount I've played, which is not a huge amount of the story missions, but I've played a fair bit of. Well, I've played. I've played probably like four or five hours of total. I feel like, and I want to know if you agree, Ben, that it's like they took bits from Assassin's Creed and Far Cry and Splinter Cell, like all their major franchises, and like mixed them up with the hacking and made Watch Dogs. Yeah, definitely. They, there's a lot of Ubisoft kind of flavor to it. They could have, probably could have added some more of the crew in because the driving is probably the worst part. <laughs> but I mean, you get used to it. Like, it's not the worst thing ever. It just feels so kind it's, of like... You said before, it feels like you're driving a fridge around. Yeah. That's it. It doesn't really matter what car you're in. They all feel pretty similar, and you don't really have control. Like, you learn how to do it, but if you've come from GTA or pretty much any open-world game with driving in it, you won't really feel comfortable like, at first. It should feel arcadey, but it feels more arcadey than it yeah, should. It's kind of actually coming from Mario Kart recently, kind of like that. You just kind of drift around the corner and hope for the best. <laughs> it's pretty much what you've got without the drifting. It's a, you're a fridge on wheels, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. But the combat's not too bad, actually, because you have a lot of weapons and you can like make blackouts happen to confuse everyone and kind of craft like, you, bombs and stuff, which is pretty cool. When I infiltrated one of the CTOS things, I like took out every dude almost just by exploding stuff near him no, by hacking This is where my him. killing began. I killed like 40 security guards at the beginning. I was like, am I a bad guy or a good guy? I didn't even know at this point. <laughs> and, I, like, and then when you're in early on, so not really a spoiler, quite early on, you're in a jail. And it says... Well, I'm not up to that yet. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I'm, I'm clearly not early uh, on yet. I'm like pre-early on. There is a scene where you, you go into the jail, which if you look on the map, there's a jail. So you went in there at one point. <laughs> and you're killing dudes in there. And then it says in the corner, kill the corrupt officers. Oh, so they're corrupt, so I can kill them, okay. I don't know why there's like a hundred corrupt officers to kill. It does get a little bit Uncharted 3 with the amount of officers thrown at you. <laughs> it's the mafia. They're in charge of the city. That's not but a it's, it's Chicago really, accent. I don't really understand the kind of was because I only, I only know from looking in the review guide that Act 1 is like six missions and Act 2 is like 15 missions and Act 3 is like four or something. And like Act 6 is the last one. It's like one mission. Why have they even said Act? Why haven't they just like mission one to 30? Yeah. 
don't know what the act means. Do they feel like acts? Do they feel no, like little self-contained because narratives? Because the act two is so long, it just feels like you're playing the game. And then all yeah. of a sudden it's like, now you're in act three. Okay. Well, Cool. Thanks, game. It definitely uh, is not as like, like you were saying when they showed that E3 demo. It's not anywhere near as like dynamic and inventive and crazy is like they show that it's really more like a video game which like, is what we well, should expect and oh yeah open world you can't like half that stuff looked very scripted and it'd be nice if you could have an open world where you could have all those kind of things meshed together in a it's ball a of awesome open world yeah but how do you how do you make an open world do that because you have this kind of like it's in a, in a you have an open thing. world that is kind of scripted like you can't have it both ways or if you don't hit it like it's i get why it'd be challenging it but the hype PSV maybe was game. too hypey. It's like, and it certainly is pretty, but looking at looking at it, it really is just like an upscaled last gen game. Is, is, yeah. a, is that what you were saying when you were saying PS3? That are saying it's true next gen. That's a lie. You can play this on PS3 minus a little bit of good lighting. Same game. Anything that's true this gen can't be on last gen. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's the first argument that you use to quash that claim. That's it. We're not seeing that till back. UFC evolved, sports could We're, be the yeah. first current yeah, gen US, gem, like you know, is. like those things, like those. It actually well, will no, be, won't M- it? NBA Two K Fourteen is the first one because it's a completely different game they to are. the yeah. gen one. Even but like, they're not even trying to get that other market. They're just like, this is what we're doing. But they rebuilt that game totally for it, the, yeah, that, yeah, okay, that, yeah, you're true. But that FIFA means FIFA Fourteen then. But yeah. I think they, when we look back at both of those at the time, we're gonna be like awesome. In two years' time, we're gonna be like, well, those were launch games. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they're you know, at least UFC's had some time to kind of get into it, and they're saying if you want to play our game, you have to play on the new console. It's kind of a little bit different as well. Yeah. Okay, uh, Leo. You've played Transistor. So I played a bit of Transistor because I have not played Bastion and people told me that uh, that it was good and I should play it and I just I own it on like a, a Humble Bundle and I think I have it on Xbox 360 because it was like $2 one time. It's, have you played it? Bastion? No. Oh, it's Bastion, not, yeah. Did you like, oh my god, it's so good! No, I thought it was like, yeah, 2 bucks. Well, I, two bucks I, I all I hear about it yeah, is well, the narrator, not, the narrator, I played the narrator, it. I'm like, narrator. that's pretty cool. I get it. I don't get it as much as everybody else does, apparently, because it's not amazing. Well, this, I didn't this think. is um, an RPG. It's like an action RPG, and you're this woman named Red, and something has happened, and um, this group of people slash robots is after you, and you're in this kind of like cyberpunk-esque futuristic city, and you have a giant sword called the Transistor, and he talks to you in this like Tom Waitsy kind of voice that's not really quite less gravelly than Tom Waits and it's kind of got this Cowboy Bebop-esque vibe I don't know but basically the way it works is you for have... those of us who haven't seen Cowboy Bebop sorry what's, okay. what Cowboy kind of Bebop vibe is that? it's like an anime that's bounty hunters in space but it's like jazz and blues and wild west in space kind of thing so kind of like uh, the cantina in Star Wars kind of sort of, of yeah maybe right, a sorry. little bit anyway let's, I won't get hung up with that anymore um, and so you have um, you can assign <laughs> moves to the four face buttons and you can do those and you can fight in real time but if you hit R2 what you can do is um, you have a bar at the top and as you move it decreases and if you press one of the face buttons it takes out a chunk of the bar so what you can do is you hit R2 and everything freezes then you walk around to the enemies do a move walk to the next enemy do a move and as long as you've got a bar until it's empty then you hit R2 and it like it's like running a script and so you go so she quickly like moves and attacks 
all the stuff you've done in a second, and then you've got to wait for your bar to come back, and then you can do it again. So it's like vats. Kind of, yeah. Cool. Okay, I'd like that. It's pretty fun. So what am I playing this on? Which platform? Oh, I have it on PS4. I don't know if it's on Xbox One. Big surprise, right? Yo, I've not seen this on Xbox One. So it might be a PS4. Okay. Not that I browse this shop, because I assume there's nothing It might it. be a PS4 exclusive currently. I don't know. But it is got like this kind of cool watercolor painting style, good music. It has a button dedicated to humming just because, I guess, because it's an indie oh, game. They had nothing else. That, that sounds loco-cycle-like. Promise? Promise. <laughs> well, really that kind of stuff drives me insane. Anyway, and, and unless it pays off in the end, if this humming thing well, somehow she's, like she's is a, amazing and like integral to the sh- plot, she's a singer, so I guess it's just because. Yeah, right. it's dumb if that does nothing. But if it like in the end of the game, it makes complete sense as to why there's this button. Then fine. Otherwise, that's like it, that's that's minus it, two points it up is the review. On PC and PS4, and oh, other platforms possibly in the future. One yeah, it's it's actually. The current gen game. Okay. So yeah, basically it's like it's like making a script. It's like you can play in real time, but you will lose because it's really it's quite hard. And so when you go into the running a script mode, you can like move and then aim where you're going to do your attack, and and then you can chain certain attacks together to do extra damage, and you can go invisible. And I've only played like maybe four five hours of that too, but it seems quite good. I mean, I, didn't, I don't have that much to say about it. It's just, it's new when I played it. Well, there you go. Would you recommend it to people? If you like RPGs, it's probably. It's free on PlayStation Plus. Are you going to chuck out a review? I might. Yeah, uh, that's a no. <laughs> We've got a week till E3. Steve's like, that, Steve's no. like, do a review next week. No, I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm just saying. I could. Whatever. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's fun, and if you like RPGs, yes. And not that I've played Bastion, but I assume it's probably I similar. I thought you hated RPGs. I do. I thought you were a rational person. I know. I've played two lately and liked them. What is happening? Yeah, no. Something's happening. I'm RPGs be, are all right. I'm going to be playing my Wii U that's, soon. Yeah, that's something true. is going on. I don't mind RPGs. It's normally the JRPG that just goes over my head. They, they get super, super way too difficult. Well, this is not... This well, is, this is so much text. This, and I well, that too. This has no J, but it has no the J. flavor of J. J-flavored. Like yeah. Child of Light. Oh, i got to transcribe that interview. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. This has been Steve Thinks About the Work He Has to Do. Transistor me. is fun from what I've played, and I've played a few hours, and I think if you like Bastion, not that I've played that, you probably will like this because it's by the same dude. <laughs> if you like this game I've never played and don't know how it works, well, you will love this other game that the, I have played. It's by the same works. guys. I assume they like do a similar Yeah, thing. Bastion's an RPG, so you're probably right. It looks cool, it sounds good, it plays well, it's good. Cool. Well, you know what game that uh, Ben and I have been playing, Leo? And this is actually Japanese. Super Japanese! Please understand. Please understand. Mikami-san would not say please understand, he'd say, No No boring quick time! (laughs) That was, like, amazingly so well-timed without even realizing that we were going to do that. That's what he said. We need an award. He didn't have another guy beside him saying the same thing in, like, stereo in your ears. So we get points for that. Anyway, the game is The Evil Within. Uh, ben, we played it at different times, but we, we played the same stuff. So. No underscores in that just three I just, words. I love, I love that. Ever since this was announced, I'm like, that is just Resident Evil. That name is Resident Evil. What is going on with Leo's eyes I know, right it's now? twitching, <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> 
he's, he's it's like blinking crazily. There's a bug in his eye or something. But like the evil within is This is like from the evil within he's gonna like pull this like tendril out of his like eye in a second. <laughs> the evil within is resident evil. It's hilarious. Yeah, well I tried to not say that many times in my thing, but I preview is the word I'm looking for. I did a lot because it's impossible not to. It's, it's intentional. It's completely intentional. intentional. It's not in terms of like the whole story is more, I would say, uh, Eternal Darkness. Silent Hill. Kind of yeah. And they purposely, they threw us into two chapters that were at different points and none completely the start of the game. Yeah. So you don't get a sense of the story. Yeah, they well, Bethesda but you get a real big sense of didn't want us to know the story, yeah. and they didn't want us, us to know why all this stuff was happening. So we're just as confused, even though we played like two hours. Yeah, so you get like slow, stocky, uh, kind of like typical Resident Evil gameplay. Yeah, the controls um, are very Resident Evil. Yeah, and there's some Eternal Darkness, like the environment changes around you all yeah, creepily. Kind of like, is this happening in your head, or is this actually happening? We don't really have to, you know yet. A lot of Silent Hill kind of gore, I'd say, and then like Resident Evil 4... You know, there were moments in Resident Evil 4 where, like, you knew you walked into an arena, basically. It was an arena, and you're like, yep, I'm going to have to kill about 30 people in here in a second. That, I better my, figure out what that, I'm doing. Two-story house bullets. with the ladders. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like that kind of stuff. Like, it's so... Just everything that is good about all of those games from, like, the, the late 90s, the 2000s, you know, like, that Mikami was making, pretty much, and just, like, rolled up into a nice ball of awesome... With some stealth in there, with um, you know, love it or hate it, the the Crimson Head thing in, in the Resident Evil remake oh, where you had to that. burn them so they stayed down, like that's in this game as well. So you don't have, you know, it's kind of ammo, I suppose, but you have ammo to worry about and a stamina bar. So if you run away from someone, if that bar depletes, you start like gasping, doubled over, and panting, and that means you're just open for attack. This and you have torches that you can unfit, burn people. He's super unfit. What was that? What was that Suda Fifty One slash Mikami game that came out of? few years shadows uh, of evil or uh, oh god shadows of the shadow of the damned shadow of the damned is that what it's called i think so i'm gonna google it while you keep talking is, Go. is there any of that <coughs> flavor in there describe that flavor because there's so many flavors here i'm kind of what flavor was, are you that was talking kind about of like hellish and third person it was kind of like it is third person yes no no like third person shootery but it was like kind of slower and you could he could like like dive out of the way. I wouldn't stuff really and... call this a shooter. I would like it is, but I would say it's more the Resident Evil Four shooter where you don't realize you're playing a shooter. Yeah. And okay, well that's Ari, not that, Ari, yeah. like when they moved RE Five so that you could move and shoot at the same time. I hated that. Apparently, people loved it. That I was hated in it six. Too. Five, you no, still no, 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 no. You're right. Six, you're right. right. Five, five, you were still a tank. Okay, whatever. Whenever they changed that, that was the worst. It was the but worst. But they couldn't. I don't think can you move and shoot in this game? Yeah, but yeah, you, can. you don't realize you can. That's yeah, I know, like that's what I'm asking. Really cool can you? You can move and shoot because I think now in 2014 you can't take that away. Like too many people just expect that. But if you choose to shoot, you really are standing and shooting because you lose so much mobility when you like that. So there's almost yeah. no point. And then some of the creatures kind of make you have to run away. So you, you really have to think. Oh yeah, I they're actually, super nemesis. Can I actually kill them? If not, I'm not going to waste any ammo here, so I'm going to run. Or you kind of decide, now's my chance. I'm going to, like, stop and just do it. Did yeah. you see Safe Head? Safe Head? Nope. No? no. We saw um, Man, I think Rubik, who, if you've seen the opening kind of uh, trailers, the guy who you see in the security camera kind of, like, ghosting from one person to the other, killing them, and then he shows up behind you and, like, throws a knife at you. 
Um, he's in it, and he's if you see him, basically just bolt in the other direction. Um, the other thing that we saw was that like grunge hair, like spider leg thing. Oh yeah, that was also in a trailer, and like that's pretty obvious. Like you're in this really long hallway, and it comes like in front of you, and you're like, I guess I'm just gonna turn around and run the opposite direction. Don't try to kill those people. It's like Nemesis. Just run. Like there, there's probably a time and a place to kill those people. It's not this time. Get the hell out of the way. You know you can take down Mr. X in Resident Evil 2. Yeah, of course you every can. Every time. Yeah. But he's the nemesis. No, but you don't take him down. You take him down and he, like, he takes a knee and he's like, give me a second, I'll be there. I'll, just, I'll kill you in a minute. I just need a break. And then you just, like, you can take him down, but he doesn't stop. But it's a pointless waste of ammo. Well, you know, you, you, you pick up uh, like different uh, weapon parts from him if you do that. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. So it, there's, a, there's a reason. It's like a risk-reward thing. Yeah. Um, this game, I'm so excited for it. There's I'm some s- pretty cool like puzzle moments as well, which is a yeah. very important element of survival well, four horror. Had, four had a lot of puzzles. Yeah, it's, well, like, it's not just get key, about. open yeah. door, like neat puzzles. There's some where you do it and you just <clears> want to like stand up, jumping around, being like, yes, I've solved this, how great am I? And then everyone else is like, you know, I'm playing the same game here, bro. What are you on about? Actually, I finished it before anyone else in the room because I was looking around to see. (laughs) So did I. No, and Beck's like, so, like, are you taking a break? I'm like, no, I'm finished. And she's like, really? Really? I'm like, yeah, I know. I got really excited. So there were two big puzzles. The the first demo that we played was basically like, no, we won't spoil them. The first thing that we played, the first chapter is basically one of those arena type things where you just go and, and, like, try to take as many people as you can. The last, the eighth chapter, I think it was, there's kind of two puzzles to play. You have to go and do three different things to open another door. And then once you're there, you have to go and get uh, bits and bobs for a safe. And there's, that was, that puzzle was more difficult than the, like, pokey one. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I was so pleased when I figured that out, like, straight away. And, like, I knew that that was important to make, like, to count what was going on in the the top and bottom bits. I'm trying to be like cryptic. We're getting close to spoiler. Yeah, I'm trying to be cryptic, but it's, it, it, it sounds familiar to like but when yeah. you. If you've played Resident Evil, you're watching for those things because you know that that's not there just as like a, a background. It's going to be important. It sounds later familiar on. to like the times when you know you're in Resident Evil on danger and you know that you're just going to have to do a puzzle so you don't hear yourself and you like slowly creep to the puzzle. Yeah. And then you like get to do that thing and you, you get the oil pressure just right or the electricity just right and then. You realize that if you stuff up the electricity puzzle, you get electrocuted and then you die because you're in danger. And there's, st- there's like there's stealth. And if you're like you're almost dead and you're crouching, you can kind of sneak around enemies. But like it's dark and there's there's kind of filters in places, which is cool. But if you're not paying absolute attention, like this is this is the kind of the current gen component, or even you know like next gen compared to you know four or five six is kind of its own kettle of fish. But mm-hmm. like. If you're sneaking through a corridor and there's like a glass bottle on the ground that you don't see and you hit it, it goes like flying down the corridor and anything that's around you will hear this like bottle going down the thing and it's like, shit, what do I do? Well, that's the that's thing. The cool. second part we played was actually not that much combat. There was a little bit, but you didn't know when it was going to happen. So you're doing all these yeah. puzzles, you're trying to think about how to do it and you know that if you die at any point, you're going to have to start again. Yeah. Like... I didn't die at all during really, that sequence. I was so proud of myself. Yeah, me either, because I learned from the first one. I died a lot on Chapter 4. Really? <laughs> far apart. Yeah. Like, well... well that's good. Was, they they disabled safe rooms and stuff, so apparently there's going to be more, like, Resident yeah. Evil safe rooms, but they took those out. 
So there was like a checkpoint system, which is probably not going to be what's yeah. in the game itself. We should so. point out that uh, in case people are not aware of Shinji's work, he did leave Resident Evil after four. Yeah, so he was not he, involved. He in did the good ones. Four. He did one, two, three, Code oh. Veronica, and four. I think he also did Dino Crisis, didn't he? And they yes, were quite, he did. And they were quite well because that too. was that was around the time of two and three still. Dino Crisis one and two were good. The rest were. I awful. rather enjoyed Dino Crisis. It's not coming back. It's the stupidest premise I've ever seen. But um, time traveling dinosaurs. It's yeah, it was awful. Good. That was awful. Um, th- my favorite bit, I don't know if you picked this up or if I'm reading too much into it. Okay, before I get to that, actually, we were talking about Resident Evil and how it's hard not to draw the parallels. Like, l- let me paint a couple pictures for you. The first one paint is... Paint word pictures. You're walking down a path in a forest. Crows. And it's like autumn. So it's kind of like some red and, and, and yellow leaves all about, and there's a whole bunch of leaves kind of on the on the forest floor, and there's crows just yeah sitting there quacking quack, and like that's the opening of Resident Evil Four right there. If you can't, if you don't think of that, and you're a fan of the franchise, I will be in, be in disbelief. And you shoot the crow and shoot the crow and you know walk down the path, and you know like when you'd normally in Four hit the village where the Chainsaw Man comes out, you just end up at a freaking mansion, like a mansion. Like, where if you didn't know any better, you just finished, like, running away from a dog that was about to get you. And now you're in this mansion. And you're like, like, you can't help but make these parallels. Now all I can think is, wow, what a mansion. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my old partner, you know. (laughs) Um, And and the the best bit that is is so subtle, but I, I think it's intentional, is, like, Resident Evil, the first... Oh man, it wasn't in four, but like you know the 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 old school PlayStation Resident Evil games. Whenever you went from a room to another room, you saw a door and the door opening, and sometimes you heard as the door was opening what was going to be in that room, and sometimes you didn't. Sometimes it was just and a it was clock. just it was tense. It was tension. Like of course it was the the rooms loading, but you know like it provided a sense of tension for you, so you didn't know what was going to be in the next place. And sometimes a hunter just came through the door. So well, that's not very current gen if you don't know. It's not, but they, they still captured that feeling in this game. So what How happens... Did you not hear what was in the other side? I've heard it most of the time, I think. Yeah, but that's... that's let me, I'm, I'm still painting okay. the picture. Oh, so, he's talking about the door. No, but it's a good one. If, if you're a Resident Evil fan, you're going to appreciate it. So when you open a door in this game, you can hear. So that's the first thing you're kind of doing is you're listening. Because as soon as you open a door, the camera around Sebastian... Pulls tighter in, so it's kind of right behind his back. When he's opening the door and going through the door, you can't move the camera, you can't move him. So you're basically watching him. If you're going through it, you can kick down a door, which is a different story altogether, and that's fast paced action. But if you're going through slowly, the camera pulls in tight, and it's you going through the door. And you can't do anything. You just wait. And sometimes you can hear something maybe off in the distance. Sometimes you can hear something that sounds really close. And sometimes it's dead silent. And that's that same kind of feeling. Like, I'm going through the door. In any other game, you'd probably use the camera and look over here, look over there, and try to figure out what's going on. But in this game, you just you have to wait until he slowly goes through. And I think that is so awesome that they could recreate that feeling without, you know, like making some sort of, like, they're not loading a room when you do that. It's all there already, but they're still building the tension in a really cool way. I this thought. sounds like exactly the game that I want to do play. You know what game actually did that really well. Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, <laughs> did that too. Can walk in. It was like yeah, and they just made it into a joke because it had to be PG rated. But still, they did a good job with that. This sounds like oh, when we saw this at E3 2013, 
and Shinji Mikami was there. Steve, like we've we've talked about this a million times in this. No this boring scene. No quick time. Me and Steve were like so excited, and then we saw what it was, and we're like, oh my god, it looks like Resident Evil, old, real Resident Evil. And then now that it's you know now that Steve and you have played it, and you're both, well, I read your preview, and you're like, this is the sequel to Resident Evil Four. It's, it's what four. It's, it's, it's what five would have it's been. It's a disservice to call it four point five, but that's what it should be. Yeah, is no, what you said. Bethesda, Bethesda, and Tango Soft GameWorks know that. We're all excited about this game because the guy who made survival horror, the guy who made Resident Evil, is making a new game. And, you know, this is Capcom. Sorry, dudes. This is where Resident Evil should have gone. This is what we're all excited about. This, even if 7 is confirmed at E3, we're going to be more excited about this than that. And you should be because 6 was a cluster. is wheeling out Shinji at any opportunity. They just like, here's what Shinji said. When it got delayed, even that's been yeah. delayed two months. So Tango like, and Shinji no, said, said this. Like, Shinji and his team didn't even say Tango in their statement. Well, that's I true. mean, well, uh, and but, I don't if, blame them. But look at like Wolfenstein. But I think Bethesda know what they're doing. Like Wolfenstein got delayed compared to Watch Dogs at E3, which we hadn't played for a good long while. We like barely had any actual hands-on time with it. That was all hype. This is all hype because of Shinji. But we've played it, and I, for one, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I am. I am fully caught up in that hype. I believe every word that's been said because I've played through it, and I am so excited, and it's everything I've wanted from a Resident Evil sequel. So I'm so over the moon. For a while there, it looked like maybe Dead Space would take over from Resident Evil, but then they even more quickly went down the same path. This is the survival horror game you want to play if you were at Resident Evil 4 or before survival horror player. Since then, it's turned into action horror, maybe, and then survival has been its own thing, like The Last of Us. Yeah. But survival horror, like it was, has like not happened for all generation, really. I think if this was with Capcom or Sony, even or Microsoft or EA, if this does moderately well, The Evil Within Two would be an action horror game with with its sequel. But I think you know, like if you gave this to Bethesda or even maybe Ubisoft, I think they'll try to stay true to the vision of this, which that makes me really excited about Bethesda, Bethesda handling because it. Because they have their hands in so many little projects right now, and they've picked people who they think will do right by them, will do something really cool, like they did with Dishonored, they did with Now This, and they even did with Wolfenstein to an extent. Yep. They've kind of picked these kind of kind of niche but still really popular genres yep. that aren't being done, and they're going to... And just word of mouth. Yeah, do them for the people. Probably no one else, if this is really popular, we still won't get the Evil Within 2 for like three or four years. If this was an EA game... I'm okay with that, though. No, I don't no, need no, sequels pumped out in a year. News. If yeah. this was Ubisoft, we'd have it next year. We'd have three, three <laughs> the two years later. But that's like, the thing. like uh, when, when they need to make them on such a tight schedule, and so often, they need more money, so yeah. they need to make them sell more copies, so they need to make them appeal to more people, whereas if they just let them sell to the people who actually want them... And let them have a proper like lead time, and it's it's not going to cost so much to make. It. Well, obviously, it's just it's just basic maths. If you make a game once every three or four years compared to every one year, you don't need as much money to do that. Yeah. Well, also, I really like Bethesda's strategy because of that. Because before this year, they were doing like a game per year, more or, yeah. or less. Yeah. Publishing that is not developing. Now they made. Uh, oh, they didn't even make. What's it called? Elder Scrolls Online. Zenimax did, which is their parent company. Yeah. They developed for the studio. And they've got like four games out this year, or three. Evil Within and Wolfenstein, which is pretty big for them. 
But yeah. if you look at their franchise, like their franchises all up, they had Dishonored, which is new IP. They had Evil Within, which is new IP. They've had Wolfenstein, which is a kind of a rebirth. And they take their time with all of these. So, Ooh, how long ago part- was Fallout Three? Um, yeah, and yeah. even the Doom thing, like Doom Beta is coming in twenty fifteen, but it's been ages since Doom. So, like, yeah, like imagine like now, even people are going mad. Like, hopefully Fallout Four. They're still but it's, like, they're like, no, it's not happening. Every time I do like a group interview Maybe. with anyone Bethesda, they're always like, "So, Prey Two, and they're always just wanting to bring out more Prey. I don't know why. Oh, Fallout Four or yeah, yeah. A Fallout uh, Four, but like, you know. I feel like we're segueing into the news. So, uh, keeping the evil within in mind, uh, unfortunately, when we put up our previews, we uh, also had to uh, tell people the horrible news that because Shinji and his team are uh, just working on some balancing and stuff, which is normally like a really like terrifying statement to like, oh, that's not a good sign. Like no, it's, it played pretty well for me, so I'm okay with that. But anyway, um, Evil Within's been delayed till August 2014. No, it's been delayed to October. It was August. It was August. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's, no, joining the, it's joining a very busy period, though, which is a shame. Here's the thing. When I played Wolfenstein as a preview, it felt very unpolished, for lack Plain? of a word. Yeah. It was just kind of a little bit rough. Yeah. And then even Evil Within felt a little bit rough the same way. And the final version of Wolfenstein doesn't feel like that. So that extra few months helped them. I think it's the same situation. They just need to kind of polish it off. And they actually mean that, I think. Just to kind of bring it up to... Because it was probably never originally envisioned for PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. Probably oh, just clearly not. a little bit more work on the lighting and such. And the other game that was delayed this week, uh, The Order 1886, is now uh, slated for 2015. It was supposed to have a 2014 release. Did we release. it to come out this year? I it didn't think it was, but it, they put 2014 it. on it for a, co- a little while. Anyway. But it disappeared from, like, yeah. at E3. Super big like, announcement. De- something happened then delayed. Like, there was hardly anything about it. So well, no all, these, all these games that are actually being made for current gen keep getting delayed because, obviously, they're, like... Still learning how to make games for current they generation. They need to retexturize porting them. Yeah. Oh, I think some of them were originally started for last gen, and they've decided to move them, and that's taken some time yeah. as well. Cool. Well, that those are facts. Um, we may as well stay on that's Bethesda. a segment now. Exactly. Steve's Let's facts. stay on Bethesda. The next, Beth- nah, that's, it is. It's like Steve. That's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. Steve's facts because we're running. We're, we're still. We've got like a half an hour left. You don't have to wait, fly through wait. some of this news. It's Tano that holds us back. All that yeah. talk he does. Hi. I think it might just be five people compared to three. But anyway, whatever. Friendly Firecast forever, hashtag. No, as long as Ben mean. and I get to review whatever we want, whenever we want, however we want. Let's move on what to the What a diva, jeez. Um, yeah, we had a good segue. No, I think we had a great segue. You know how we love a good segue on well, that's this also a Steve segue. A great, great segue. Segues. It's time for great segues. <laughs> Steve segues. This is my favorite segues of the week. That's why I said this, and we led to this. Um, you jest, but that's, that's next week. That's going to happen. Um, sorry, Ben. Let's keep with your great segue. You said, speaking of Bethesda. Speaking of Bethesda, they've announced yet another game. So we just talked about how they were all about one game a year recently. Now they're doing three this year and probably more next year. I would assume that a publisher would make more more games next year. But I mean, perhaps more than three. Leo and I are on that, just telling you that you're silly. More than three is what I meant. Oh, well, maybe you should say that. Maybe even four to five or more than even five. Not five. Five is madness. I'm thinking four max. (laughs) 4.5. Well, because their new game is called Battlecry. It is a 32-player online multiplayer RPG. Not shooter. But it is free to play, so is that that a point five? 
game, or is it a full-on, like, one game? No, we're counting that as one game. Oh, are we? Well, could, it could have been 4.5. This is their, like, try to capture the, some of the Team Fortress market, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I'm not really in this crowd, so I shouldn't say anything, but I think it sounds terrible. I'm not sold a, on it either. Uh, I don't think Leo would be as well. I haven't like really well looked where at there's that. There's no more gunpowder. Was that that was written in the press release? So we're out of gunpowder. Yeah, something like that. So we all forgot <laughs> so how to. We can't it. possibly make more. So we're gonna just go stab each other basically with 32 players. Yeah. So it's like it's like War of the Vikings. Yeah, that's but exactly what in the future. Like. Is it yeah. FPS or? Well, it, well, it's not a no, shooter, it's not so it's a, it must be third. Yeah, well, I mean, it's an FPS if S stands for stab. Sworder. Yeah, stabber. Sword. Sworder. Okay, like um, shooter. First person stabber. Yeah, that works actually. But like, if this is oh, this is going into beta next year. I guess it will come out as well. Yeah, and then there's Everything probably going to be beta. Doom next year, and is, then probably Dishonored too. So if they get another one, they might cr- beat they their fall three out. Of this They might year. have Fallout. It's free to play. It's like the worst thing you could possibly hear. Yeah, like when you're describing a game. But it must, a but it must game, be yes. a viable for a full thing. anything game, even an iOS game. But look, like World of Tanks, free to play. Yeah, How much thing. money does yeah, Wargaming yeah, have? Make, yeah, it obviously works. But I'm very much on the I will pay to buy a game straight up. I don't want to be spending yeah. money. I would like my oh. upfront costs yeah. given to me. At the, at, tell me how much when you, I buy the game. Tell me how much you actually want for this, not try and bleed me for whatever because I'm going to play I'm going to play a free to play game until I have to pay and then I'm not paying then I'm that's game yeah over. but clearly clearly there's a market for people who want to try a game and if they like it they'll keep playing and yeah I don't I don't, I don't get the business model but I'm sure like I'm obviously it's a proven one where like you risk spending all this money developing something and having no one want to play it or you luck out and spend all this money and people free to play it, but then they buy all this microtransaction stuff inside. Ubisoft did where you were like just shooting people from like long range distance. Was, on uh, it wasn't Cloudberry Kingdom. That's something else. But that was one of the ones that they did free to play. Ah, the Epic Quest for Evil Loot? Or the Epic Quest for Mighty. The Mighty Epic Quest for Loot? You're like shooting people. What? Uh, oh, shoot mania! Shoot mania! <laughs> the one where you shoot people, where there's shooting involved in it. Oh, shoot full. That died a very quick yeah, death. Yeah, but it did just die. And this is like the because it's PC again. Imagine if you did this free to play game on console, on new console. But there's track mania and tr- like track mania and shoot mania are like cousins. And track mania apparently is like super popular. And it's like a, a karting game track or a racing. Pr- track game? mania is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I see. I, I don't know how you try to predict. Which would be popular? Well, I mean, it's the same as doing apps. There's no way to predict that Flappy Bird would be a huge success, but it did. You know? I saw a game theory about that because on. PewDiePie on YouTube has the most. <sighs> I hate that guy. No, well, it's actually a really good video. Um, because he has one of the highest YouTube subscriptions. He's got like a billion. Or yeah. Something, doesn't he? So I forget how the model works. You should. I'll. I'll try to find the link. Remind me. Write. I'll write this down. Um, PewDiePie. Because he's really popular on YouTube, YouTube, as he's popular, promotes him more, and the promotion leads more people to watch his videos. And because part of the algorithm for YouTube is also on retention, and he puts up a lot of Let's Plays that are like an hour long, you know, if we put up a five-minute video review or a 20-second trailer, like people watch that for 20 seconds, great. People are watching 20 minutes of this guy. So the algorithm on YouTube is basically just putting him up and up and up and up like he's really popular but he's popular because he's being promoted by youtube and it just is a circle of this he talked about flappy birds and on the same day that he did and like three million people saw the video that's when everybody bought flappy birds 
So mm-hmm. the only reason he's popular is because this PewDiePie guy happened to f- stumble upon his game and talked about it, and the rest is history. Well, anyway, there you go. It's a cool, it's a cool little video um, by the game theorists. Game theory. I don't know if you watch it on YouTube. It's actually quite good. No, it's quite good. I'll uh, I'll try to link to it if I remember. If I don't, just someone harass me on on Twitter using the friendly fire tag show. Nope, the friendly fire show hashtag. Thank you. Well, I killed that conversation altogether. I'm really, really sorry. Still on Bethesda. Still. Still. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I, don't, I this says. Oh, Bethesda. oh. So you don't you don't know this news, but oh, you segued. You, you read the first word, and be like, I could do. Great that. segue. Poor follow through. Um, <laughs> oh, hopefully one of you would cover my ass. But Bethesda head Pete Hines said uh, on Twitter to someone who was asking him a question that uh, Bethesda Game Studios will not be announcing a new game at E3. Um, so no Skyrim, no Fallout. They just announced a new game yesterday. So yeah, but in. Um, and I don't think they're talking about Battlecry. So in, in contrast to that statement, Amazon accidentally published uh, a listing for a game they called Bethesda E3 2014 Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds as if maybe Bethesda was just getting it ready and jumping the gun or Bethesda was just hoping Bethesda – or sorry, Amazon was hoping Bethesda would publish a game or announce a game. Either way, there are some conflicting kind of things happening on the internet. So Bethesda at E3 this year are going to have Evil Within probably, but we were in the demo. Yeah, no, because the, th- the, the preview we played was literally said E3, E3 demo 1, E3 demo uh, 2. Because like last year I went to e- e- uh, Bethesda's pre-E3 show and they just play, give you the demo early because so many people try to play at E3. They give yeah, like so we saw like a video. And they just yeah. brought it to Sydney this year instead of asking yeah. me to go to So them. we don't have Same to play thing. it. Yeah, it's they're just, also yeah. going to have Doom presumably. I would think so. That. They'll have Battlecry in some form. So that's probably it. Do you reckon? Unless there's a new game. There's no way that Amazon... So either Amazon... Scrolls Online, console edition. Either Amazon... Delayed. Yeah. Again. Either Amazon faked something and they're just like getting ready for a game that they don't know exists and they're just making sure they have a placeholder. Or what most Bethesda fans are happy about. Oh, but you want to build, you know... Some... He, he wouldn't come straight out and say, we're not doing it. He, he's been doing yeah, it Yeah, I think you're time. probably right. He wouldn't say that. Well, the, the Fallout 4 fans are basically clinging to this Amazon listing by a hope and a prayer, just hoping that Fallout 4 somehow sneaks into the show. You know what? That thing that Amazon did could even be Doom, because they just said Doom beta. They haven't really announced that properly. They have, but they haven't like detailed it. That's properly. true. What do you think the game is, people? We have a week to E3. Tell us. Friendly Fire Show hashtag. Or go to the websites and stuff. Blah, blah, blah. I think it's nothing. I think, I think it's nothing too, but, you know, whatever. That's, that's some news. But poor Fallout fans have been, like, run through the ring in the last few months. So, I mean, they've got to... <laughs> Next year, maybe. Maybe. On the segue of trademark filings, which wasn't a segue at all, but whatever. That was the worst. It's my segment. I'm going to do worst segues of the week as my segment. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, the, on the segue subject. <laughs> I'm just on a segue as I'm telling you this. That's why There's it's a segue. It's so much fun. I have never ridden a segue. Let's do it in L.A. It's so um, good. You can, Drunk. Leo, explain this seg... Uh, not segue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, segue I don't have brain. Ex- there is no segue to explain. Talk, talk about uh, okay. rock, not a Rockstar. A few years ago, Rockstar announced a game called Agent, which they first started making for PS2, and then it became a PS3 slash 360 game, and it was set in the 70s, and it's exploring like... Wasn't it a PlayStation exclusive still on PS3? 
No, it was oh, Xbox no. 360 as well. And then I think it went back to being exclusive. It was, anyway, it was like set in the 70s, like FBI slash police slash like crime and drugs, like very Rockstar-esque kind of game. And no one really knew what Grand it was Theft about. Grand Theft Auto Agent. Anyway, it's basically that. And Take-Two Interactive have like re-trademarked Agent. And whether this is just them holding the trademark yeah. again because it was about yeah. Prote- so. protecting a fairly good title, yeah, or whether it's going to ha- be at E3 and could be the game that Rockstar's bringing out next yeah. year, which is not because it's GTA Five Next Gen Edition. Um, that's that's what it, that's all this is. So I don't know. Rockstar said they would bring out a game for current gen consoles before April 2015. Of, before the end, yeah, before the yeah. end of April. Uh, but March. people are saying it could be Agent because of this trademark. Yeah, but like but it's not. They, it's just a they, GTA Five port. It is definitely clearly that. they're going to have. It should another. be if it's not. It really should be. Clearly, like this has been Rock, this year. Rockstar's had no game, right? That's been a long time since they've had no release. No, they had no game. The year before 2014, yeah, what, what, no, 13. How long was it between Red Dead? Because it was Red Dead and, oh, Max Payne and then... Max Payne and L.A. Noir. Oh, yeah. No, L.A. Shit. Noir was made by Team Bondi. No, but it's a yeah, but they still game, published it. Published. Okay. It's weird. No, because... Did they take two published? This is where it gets confusing. No, well, Rockstar... Take two and Rockstar are confusing for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah like I think you're right. No, I think you're right. Anyway. I think you're right. So, they're going to have a game out. People think it might be Agent because this trademark was renewed, um, and that's about it. There's still no, there's still no information about this game. If it's going to happen, I think it might actually be E3 this year, even though Rockstar traditionally don't do E3. They just yeah, don't do it. But it'll when be like they, it'll be like a clip inside like the, yeah, the PlayStation it'll, it'll montage of conference. things or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that is what that is. Fact. The other, the other, uh, that's my sake. I have all these things. That's my thing that I'm supposed to do. Um, the other uh, trademark that you might be curious about is the uh, Pokemon Delta Emerald trademark that was just registered in Japan uh, two days ago. So the original game on Game Boy Advance was called Pokemon Emerald. This one's called Delta Emerald. So it kind of stands to reason that this is going on the uh, Omega ruby and alpha sapphire route where they're going to take an old game they're going to make it more x and y like with some 3d elements and put it on the 3ds which after one? these two other games come out what was it which one was pearl diamond and i don't know something yeah that was pearl? on ds it was diamond and pearl right and then and then platinum right was yes, t- it was, I think it was diamond, platinum, and then per- oh, anyway. Yeah, platinum was There's the, always the, a third the, one. Super duper platinum. Well, actually, the enhanced. That, there hasn't been a third one for black or white or black or white two no, or X and Y. So why isn't there like Pokemon Z? Pokemon yeah. Z will be at what E3 was the this last year. One they had the third one for pearl. Yeah, so that was yeah platinum. Mm. So DS. So is emerald part of the sapphire and yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes so more what sense. What happened is they will release the same game twice, essentially like red. Blue. I know nothing so about did, Pokemon. That, so they did red, blue, then yellow. Like yeah. a year later, yellow, and the tweak there was uh, Pikachu. Pikachu followed you everywhere. And did, I knew that. Then bit. they did gold, silver, and then um, yeah. So like the third. So this is the like this is the accompanying game well, for the was, two games that they're re-releasing anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it makes help, perfect sense. Help Nintendo release a game that was crazy popular, then release it again the next year with a little bit of a tweak, and the massive fans would buy it again. And Nintendo why, never does that. This is why no, but this is them releasing actually the same game, like not even just this. Anyway, how many, <laughs> how many times have you purchased Super Mario Brothers on NES? How many the times? NES version. Yeah, I have it on a NES actually, and I didn't buy so that I. one. I didn't buy that one. I was going to say, I don't it, buy I games. On, I'm Ben Salt from I have MGM. it on Mario All-Stars. I, I have it on... I, um, I, I, I bought it on Virtual Console for Wii. 
I got it as an ambassador on 3DS, uh, so, so I have three times. Yeah. How many times have you bought Mario Kart? I didn't buy Mario Kart yet, I already got it. I bought And I registered Mario early Kart so I don't get the free game. And DS and 7. There you go. Okay, um, anything and else to say about that? It, it, that's pretty much a thing that's going to happen, right? Well, since yeah, we're kind of yeah. still talking about E3. That's a fact. Yeah, It's not on the list. Let's hear this great it's segue. Not, it's not on the list, but today there was the, that leaked footage of Project Beast. Which is that from software rumored to be in development, uh, exclusive to PlayStation, sequel to Demon Souls? Because Sony, are you the star Leo of Project Beast? Yeah, I am. So <laughs> Sony, you're laughing at that joke that you made yourself? Oh wow! He loves okay, it. that was a pretty good one. The other day, I put a thing on Facebook about I was lonely uh, having lunch with all my friends, and Ben said, "Oh, you probably mean you tries." Oh, that's pretty good. I'll, get, I'll, I'll pay that one. I won't pay the one before. Anyway, so Project Beast is is apparently in development at From Software, who make Demon and Duck Souls. Demon Souls was only on PS1, and Sony published it in Japan, but they didn't think it would, anyone in the West would care, so they didn't bother. But they so I'm out your life. But they own the um they own Demon Souls IP or whatever. So yeah. Atlas published it in America, and Namco. Well, Bandai Namco published it in Europe, and it became crazy popular. So then Namco kept on with um, From Software to do Dark Souls One and Two, yep. and then obviously Sony has seen what that's like, and they're like, "Well, let's make a new Demon Souls, which is essentially the same thing, PS4 exclusive. This is what people think. This is the rumors, and this is kind of starting to look true and realistic because the guy who put this stuff on NeoGaf is a known Sony employee, and classic Gaff." Yeah, so they, they were they were released as Web MS or something like that. They're like GIFs, but videos, but no sound, obviously. And then some guy cut them all together and put some nice sound behind them on YouTube. But people kind of started to lose like their mind. Benny Hill, do 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 do. People are already awesome. like hype training about this being because I, I don't understand Dark Souls. I don't it's understand the thing, but people love it. So this is people going. Yay, PS4, and next-gen Dark Souls, Demon Souls thing. Anything to say about that, Ben? What I would like to say is, speaking of Japan to the West difficulties... <gasps> Great segue! For some reason, Harvest Moon is <laughs> no longer called Harvest Moon in the West. Into the season? Story of Seasons? Story of Seasons. is So this game came out in Japan in February, I think. But we've had so many Harvest Moons. I don't yeah, know. But it's, it's here's, a different... Here's what happened. is The publisher, which is... I forget the name, actually. Uh, Natsumi, Natsumi, Natsumi is the old and X-Seed well, is the new. So, yeah, Natsumi published Harvest Moon for like 20 years and they still own the IP of Harvest Moon. But the development team is not wrapped up with them anymore, so they use their own internal publisher owned by the same companies and now publish this in the US... So they can't use the name Harvest Moon, but they can still use exactly the same game otherwise. Well, that so it's it's a demon Dark Souls thing like again, but yeah, with, exactly with like cows and farming and stuff. It does kind of make me think: how can they possibly have exactly the same game with a different name? But apparently that all works out because the development team seems to own the game, but the name of the franchise belongs to the publisher, which is not publishing now. Well, that's like yeah, Sony owns the demons part of Souls. And Namco obviously has Dark Souls, but they are the same. Like, Dark Souls is a sequel to Demon Souls. Yeah. They just had to name it something different so they could release it on Xbox and PC. 
Cool. Crazy. That's that's pretty much almost a fact as well. Let's talk about games that we've heard about ahead of E3, maybe on purpose, maybe not on purpose. The first is on purpose. It's called Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham. And, and it takes Batman into space. Is this not too many Lego Batman games for one console generation? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of like what DC's doing well, with the movies. They don't have a Justice League movie, so they have, like, Batman versus Superman and, like, not a Batman movie. Yeah, not a su- this Lego Batman is now DC, Marvel. I don't or, really think of Lego Batman as a Batman thing. I think of it as another Lego game. Well, that's because of Batman 2, which was DC superheroes. That was its subtitle. So many Lego games. There were four out last month. Four Lego games in April. Well, they Hobbit, continue to Lord sell, Rings. and they continue yeah. to be popular, and they continue to be pretty fun. So, and I, I continue yeah. to not understand why. Well, I think my biggest problem is with Lego games as a whole. But now three for Batman. But this one, if you well, like, the last like, one was out like, like two years ago. Yeah, but I think they just like we could have a break from Lego as a whole for like six months. I yeah, but people still keep out. buying them. I don't know why people are so excited about them. But this one, people, this one is a continuation of the DC thing. So. Uh, Brainiac takes control of the Green Lantern core, or maybe even like the whole colored spectrum core, and has rings doing stuff for his bidding. So you have to go to different planets, different planets with other DC superheroes and liberate rings. <laughs> that sounds kind of rude. <laughs> Steve's inappropriate, like, thing that he says. Segway. Maybe people keep buying Segment. these games because they just buy the Batman Lego or they just buy the Lord of the Rings Lego, whatever, and we get a copy of every single Lego ever, so we just kind of realize that there are a lot of Lego games. Yeah. But I'm sure people didn't go out last month and buy Lego Movie, Lego Hobbit, Lego Marvel on DS, 3DS, <laughs> and whatever the other one was. Like, they probably didn't buy all four. Like, that's pretty extreme. When you see them all together, you're like, what is happening? Why is this well, still a thing? Lego- why have you released Lego The Hobbit, two-thirds of The Hobbit? Like, just yeah. wait till next year. Well, the DLC yeah, is free, isn't it? Well, still, no, no, just release mean. the whole thing next year. <laughs> at, like, at least the Marvel and DC games are kind of, they're samey in that the abilities are kind of the same, regardless of who the superhero is controlling them. And the same kind of thing goes for Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And the Lego movie was kind of its own thing as well. Lego but, like, City still, was pretty it's, fun. Lego it seems movie, like the game was the worst. Tony Hawk levels of... of Guitar Hero inundation, no but more Tony Hawk. We haven't had a proper Tony Hawk game since 2007. Yeah, well, you know why though? Because of this, and the same thing for Guitar about Hero. Nine spin-offs since then, though. Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm kind of excited about it, but not really because I'd rather just a bat. Like I'd rather Arkham Knight. Well, you're getting that. Well, that's what I mean. So, like, why would you play Lego Batman when you can play just like I'm the Batman? Well, Batman. again, I think it's he doesn't people, sound like that. He people, sounds like shut up. I'm trying. Alfred, give me my suit. In Lego Batman, he sounds like that. No, he, he sounds like. In Lego Batman, he sounds like this. <laughs> he sounds like he sounds like that. He sounds like Kevin Conroy in yeah. Night. I'm doing Christian Bale Batman, where I should be doing playing that. this for the Lego more than the Batman. Right? No, I bought, oh, yeah, I bought no, them because of half the and half, half and no, half. I, think, I bought them because of the Batman. I think the majority is for the yeah, Lego. but did you play them you know, because I, of of the Batman? No, you bought them and you maybe kind of dabbled and you got disinterested. But the people who play the whole thing play it because it's I Lego. Think they game. want the Lego and they're like, oh, Batman's my favorite, which is why they pick Lego Batman. Well, everyone Lego. says Batman is their no, favorite. but instead of instead of buying Lego uh, Star Wars, the Hobbit of the Caribbean, Lego <laughs> Indiana Jones. God, yeah. We all just like we ones. all just listed. <laughs> thing there was like 12 of them okay cool well, yeah I, I am uh, this game that has been leaked on accident and then the official website came up briefly after 
Oh, you segued into a different game. I thought you were yeah. talking about Batman. No, yeah, go ahead. I actually am quite. <laughs> I am actually quite interested in Battlefield Hardline, to be honest, because it seems like an untouched thing for well, for a really long time. Describe it in one sentence: police cops. Police cop. That's the same word, basically twice. Okay. <laughs> police cops. Police cops. Pigs. The fuzz. Police cops is the name of the show that Homer Simpson is on in <laughs> The Simpsons, and then he has to change his name to Max Power. I'm surprised you didn't get that. I didn't get that. Uh, I didn't get that save. either. I just thought you were struggling. And I just, just came up with police I cops. I thought you were dumb. For what? <laughs> That's Thank what you. I was saying. But nicer. For yeah. what? For well, we don't have that much info yet, but it's obvious that this is a game that's about. Police versus criminals <laughs> in a city based on... Police versus cops. Based on, <laughs> based it's a, on Battlefield. It's a game by Visceral that's more of like a, a true crime or sleeping dogs, but using the Battlefield Frostbite yeah, 3 franchise. Is that true? Is that, would you yeah, say yeah. that's true? Uh, it's, it, I, I, when I wrote it up, I compared it, it to like... I compared it to yeah, like... It's just too like scared to say a new franchise. Well, I, I just compared it to... We had COD, and now we have Modern Warfare and Black Ops. Like, they're two different things. You know what I mean? They're similar. But this is going to be similar to Battlefield. It's yeah, but and, and in the same vein, it's going to be and Battlefield like company. 5, Battlefield Hardline 2. Yeah. And they're going to alternate on more variations and different types of games each year than in, instead of three, four, well, five, they already six. Did, they already did it with Battlefield. Because four bombed they were ridiculously. Doing it with Medal of Honor, but when that died, they needed. That's the same game. Like Battle of already, Honor, Battle of Honor, Battlefield, and Medal of Honor are the same game. They already did it with Battlefield Bad Company. There was two of those. Yeah, yeah. So this is just it's just it's just using Battlefield. It's the same way. Battlefield's that... Battlefield's going to go the way of COD now, though. For it's, sure. Oh yeah. It's just the same way that Assassin's Creed pirates should have just been pirates, but they yeah. stuck They're Assassin's too, Creed on it well, to keep. I've yeah, but what's that mean for the next Assassin's times, Creed? This is like the most cautious gaming's ever been. It's all about risk aversion right now. Let's do the safest possible thing we can do that looks new. Yeah. yeah. Even Watch Dogs is probably as safe as you can possibly do on your IP. The biggest, oh, yeah. the because biggest, of the melting pot of all the different the franchises, like you said. risk from a major publisher this year is Evil Within, and they've got the guy who made Resident Evil to be making a survival <laughs> horror game. This is as safe as you can possibly play in 2014. That, so safe. In our E3 bingo card, that's one of the slots. Absolutely zero new IP. Yeah, And um, I reckon that, that bingo thing is going to get dabbed because... The industry well, is like laying off people I, left, right, when, and center. Uh, Media is doing the same thing left, right, and center. That's one of the stories. Futures closing down. A major publisher they're closing down. Edge Online, CVG, and the websites for official Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. Like, it's costing too much to make games, so you can't take risks. Is that exactly? Sort of- this is the generation of risk aversion right now, which yeah. is disappointing. And when, even when Doritos Munchinali said, hey, EA, <laughs> EA have five new games or whatever, or six, he said, which probably includes FIFA and uh, what else would they be doing this year? They already announced NHL. Well, they're doing right? UFC. NHL 15. Oh. And now, and now, your NHL 15 update. That's a game. Good work. So let's, uh, let's tick off FIFA and Madden as two of those games. So four, now Battlefield. So we're down to three new games from EA. UFC. UFC no, you said new games. Oh. Unannounced titles. So, but Do you it, reckon it, there's going to be in the non-IP new IP vein uh, Titanfall two? Let's assume one of those is mobile only, so we're down to potentially a ninety-minute press conference of two new games that might be exciting. And even then, we probably already know about one of them, which they're claiming is new. 
So we're putting it down to one new game. So don't bother watching it, is what I'm saying. Go to sleep. <laughs> but I actually think this look. I think the premise is cool. Like why? Like aside from SWAT and those kind of things, there hasn't really been too many games based on where you're a police, like as a police, not like yeah. undercover or you know yeah. they use undercover to make you GTA so you can be a criminal and get you know get away with stuff that you would. This is going to be like a scripted cop. Thing where yeah. you're like on a SWAT team kind of. Do thing. you reckon there's going to be multiplayer? Like Rainbow Six has done. There that. is multiplayer. I, I know nothing about this game. They've already but like. It's so imagine Battlefield. Battle- is there going to be multiplayer? Okay, true. So Battlefield Four, but instead Come of like, on, Steve. instead of like going to Hong Kong and then jetting off to Dubai, you're just in a city <laughs> taking down criminals like SWAT style, which for is some, awesome. For some reason, and then like, like Battlefield multiplayer on top of that, and the same kind of things. Awesome. For some reason, I feel like it's going to be set in New York. I just get that vibe because I just want it to be like Law and Order esque, and I want like a sassy. Oh my god! I wish that when you were sassy, in the lobby, like, it goes dun dun, yeah. and then you go start. A fine. sassy captain is like turn in your gun and your badge, blah blah blah. You know, I want that like no. full cop experience. If they do turn in your gun and your badge, that's like a shark jumping cliche. Come that on, they need to avoid. It'll Maybe at cool. the very end, but like Max Payne did that, and all these. This, eh, it's yeah, old and tired. Imagine if you weren't American, how crazy and out there would that be? Like no other game at E3. You what? Just, well, you're always, if you're on these like, shooter games, like you're on a SWAT team, you're in COD, World, whatever, you're always just some American soldier. What if you were like any other country, actually, that wasn't American? <laughs> when have you been one in like one of these major franchises? Never. Battlefield. Never. Australia Federal Police. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. But I mean, you could be any... Like, just, oh! Shit, mate. <laughs> that's totally the name of this show, by it the way. Would that's still not totally done. like rejuvenate this stuff just to be like, hey, you're based in a different country. So we're, first of all, we're not fighting in America right now, or we're not fighting in the Middle East. Never. With the bad you just guys. said risk aversion. They're yeah. not going to take exactly. that risk. Exactly. No one. That's why like, gaming is boring as hell right now. It's on the main, like major publisher front line. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, turn in India, you Ben. No, I, <clears> most <throat> India games are terrible as well. There are a few good. <laughs> I've got a good segue. Okay, let us hear it. Do you know what happens when you take a risk? Sometimes it like it pays off, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes oh, okay. it goes horribly, horribly wrong. Who wants to guess which of the three news stories we have left that I'm just talking about? I think you might be talking about watchdogs. I think you're quite right. Would you like to go through this one for me? So, um, Ubisoft PR in Australia called a bunch of outlets. Australia. Australia. And let them know that they would be receiving a package. And apparently they could not get on to the people at 9MSN. So the package arrived unannounced and it was a safe with a, with a pin number attached to it to open the safe. And when they entered the number in, the safe didn't open and just beeped. When they typed the numbers, each number made a beeping noise. Just putting that out there. And so they were concerned that it was an explosive and so the building was evacuated, and it turns out it was just a watchdog's PR Pretty stunt. Pretty so there are so many elements to this. I guess there 9MSN, really because they're Channel 9, they're, are, they're all... It's a big media empire, and they would get a lot of people and who would be Microsoft disgruntled. As well. Microsoft, yeah. So there's a whole bunch of like of bits and pieces. The building, I think. They, they would be terrified with the thing that they didn't know was a PR stunt. But also, every other outlet that received it got the safe with a brown paper box that it was in with an Ubisoft with compliments thing on the side of it. So I don't know if that's how 9MSN got it. Maybe they have a mailroom that did. opens things and sends it. Well, then the mailroom 
kind of should have vetoed the safety of that. Anyway, so I kind of think that 9MSN went a bit too paranoid and called yeah, the bomb squad. It's hilarious that they called the bomb yeah. squad. So, and, like, it's not really, it's kind of funny. Like, no one's like, oh, Ubisoft's doing this horrible stuff. So, like, any PR is good, any press is good press, really. And it's kind of... Not that Watch Dogs needs any more. Well, that's the thing. Well, so. the funny thing is, whose desk this end up on that it ended up being them freaking out? Was it some, like, old man who just didn't understand? Because nine percent don't have any... You probably typed the pin in wrong as well. <laughs> <laughs> At best, 9MSN have uh, pretty much like celebrity gossip reporters. They don't have any game reporters at all. I know people that write for 9MSN. They do not cover... Not for 9MSN, technically, on paper. Oh, he's, so he's, he's trying to avoid. They don't have any in their office. And, you know, I don't know why I got sent there in the beginning. They wanted to obviously try and, you know, get them to do something in their news channels. Yeah. And... Well, they certainly well, they, did. They that certainly that did. paid off in spades. Hey, they got watchdogs on the news section of 9MSN. It was about a bomb scare, <coughs> but it was still in there. The key hey, words are there. That got picked up, like, by everyone. And that's one of our highest viewed things this week, even with everybody else doing something about it. So people thought it was at least funny and yeah. wanted to check it out. So it's, it's a harmless story in the end. 9MSN paid for... Like a, a police visitation that they probably didn't wish they had in the end. Ubisoft's kind of like, yeah, well, we did it. Sorry, our bad. We'll be more mindful, I guess. But GameSpot put up, and 9MSN said they tried to contact other outlets. They probably wouldn't talk to. They talked to CBS Interactive, though, wouldn't they? No, I think the other outlets would have been like Channel 7 and like yeah. News Limited. So 9MSN said they contacted other outlets to see if they received a they similar said package. They contacted other newsrooms, so that would mean broadcast. They said, yeah, media outlets or newsrooms? They said newsrooms. Okay. And so that would have been, yeah, that would have been like Yahoo 7 and News Limited. Yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe Fairfax. It's pretty funny. Fairfax, but not anyone that really gets gaming stuff, so like they didn't look in the right direction. Well, I, when, when we uh, asked for a statement from Ubisoft and they provided it to us and we published it, uh, I also said, you know, if you want to send me a beeping package at any time, go right ahead. What did they say? Uh, they laughed. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, they typed ha 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 ha. So I'll probably never Good get anything, anything from Ubisoft again, but that's okay. So, um, do you want to talk about the huge Nintendo news? Is <laughs> that our new segment? Nintendo news time. <laughs> and now, and now, <laughs> Nintendo news it's with Nintendo Ben news. Salter. In breaking Nintendo news this week, the GameCube controller is back. <laughs> Nintendo is officially... Like twofold, actually. Officially supporting the GameCube controller. Well, not so, only that, but they're making a new version of it, kind of. That's so for those third party, irrelevant. for that third party chump company, we're like, yeah, yeah. we're making a GameCube yeah. controller. So this is too bad. Funny. About one week ago, some chump third party Playtronics or something whatever, wasn't it? Some rubbish company you'd never buy the product of said we're going to make a GameCube inspired controller, which is wireless fight pad. It's not wireless at all. It plugs into the Wii remote, so there's a wire right there. <laughs> no, they, actually, they called it wired. That's right. So you do plug it into the Wii remote, but then it's wireless to the Wii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like the Dolphin the was. Like, you plug it in so somewhere, you, still got the you Wii sort of have some freedom movement, but yeah. Anyway. you still got the Wii remote dangling off your controller. Yeah, well, they, they, they're trying to market it as being wired because fighting game players like to have a wired controller, but it's not wired because the Wii remote is wireless. That, la- that latency. That latency. Latency. Well, they, they love that shit. Anyway, that's going to be a piece of shit. So, <laughs> Nintendo obviously well, have so, so if you don't want to go for that weird, like, third slash kind of first but not really party solution, you can instead 
just play with your old classic game controller. Old trustworthy. Bring him out. Because I'm so there, happy about there's this. There's a really weird looking adapter though because it plugs into both USB ports. No, on the front it just plugs into one. No, it's both of them. No, it's both. Oh, was it? It's both. totally both. Yeah. That's where my hard drive goes. No, it isn't needs this, all that power. It needs two USB ports. They're two different things. I don't know what they're doing. Are you sure? You no, yeah, Absolutely. it needs all the powers. Absolutely, you need two USB ports on the Wii. Well, that's outrageous. Is there not a USB port in the back? I don't think there is. I think there might be what one. What do you need your hard drive for all the time? All my games anyway, are on it, and I'm going to get Smash Brothers digitally, obviously. Classic Nintendo is making things a little bit more difficult than it needs to be. Uh, I'm showing Leo, because he doesn't believe us, the photo. And, like, it's not even the same cable. There's a gray yeah, cable you know, it, and a that, black that's cable. That's why I was confused. It also said in the... We didn't get a press release, but into the U.S. did. The U.S. media did, and it said uh, USB ports on the front. So, plural. It needs them both. Both them suckers. Well, I guess I'll just unplug my hard drive and download it to the Wii but U's in, internal in, memory. In hilarious news, the GameCube-inspired controller... That isn't a GameCube controller at all. Did make it in the official Nintendo of America picture of this third-party controller plugging into... Is that a third-party controller? No, look, that's a GameCube controller with a decal on it. Who's making that? No, it's a GameCube controller with like a a Smash Fire picture on it. A decal. That must be the one that's getting made. No, 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 it isn't. That's a GameCube controller. That's a GameCube controller. No, but it has like a Smash Brothers logo on it. That's a sticker they've put on it. Why would they put a sticker on it? Because That's they ridiculous. want to promote it for Smash Bros. to use. They'll probably resell it. Uh, That's, yeah, they'll, they'll bring out. The do you reckon? Being, they'll bring out yeah, Wii U GameCube controller. Companies, not that. All right, all right. It's wild. It's like the wire goes into the Wii Remote for that one, so it won't look like that. Anyway. No, oh, yeah, no, you're right. Fabulous yeah, you're right. news, because the GameCube controller is the only way to play Smash Brothers. Yeah, well, I think... Is it? I, I think play the, the Pro Controller quite pro controller happily. quite good, but this, this old-school Nintendo fan who gave up on the Wii... They always played with GameCube controllers. So I, get, I always played with GameCube yeah, controllers. Right, because on Wii, you didn't have a Pro Controller. You had Wii Remote or the shitty classic controller, which was terrible. Wii Remote Sideways, the worst. Yeah, well, a lot of people use this. Also, I have four GameCube controllers, and I only have one Pro Controller. So now I'll just spend, in Australia, probably like 40 bucks on this adapter. and 79 It won't be that much. I think it'll be 39 95 with shipping, because you can only buy it direct from Nintendo. <laughs> this is not broadband not, GameCube days. Not sold in store. I think it won't be sold in the store. Will you watch it happen? You reckon? The gamepad... It'll be at Swanson Street, at the least. The gamepad extra battery thing, officially from Nintendo, you have to buy it from the direct. You can't buy that in the store. Really? Absolutely. Well, that is madness. Absolute madness. Hardly anyone's talked to you. Yeah. Um, not on the topic of Wii U. Great segue. Uh, Leo, you're probably the best to tell us about the uh, PlayStation Plus changes. Okay. Because Xbox Live and Xbox Live Rewards and Xbox Live Games with Gold is changing in June. But to counter that, so too is PlayStation Plus. So now PlayStation Plus will include two games per platform per month. Instead of one PS4 game and five other games or whatever, or four other games whatever they used to do I think it was like random selection random of stuff yeah it was kind of like we gave these ones to so you now now you get definitely two PS4 definitely two PS3 and definitely two PS Vita but on top of that some of those are going to be cross by so you do actually get a couple more Vita slash PS3 games depending on what it is and they're changing the time frame that you can download these games for because people generally just download them immediately but some people don't so now they're making that from July, every every month is going to be the first Wednesday of every month. 
I don't think that applies to us because our store doesn't update till Thursday, so it'll be Thursday, obviously, um, is when you can do it from until the first Thursday or Wednesday of the next month. So Why don't they just make it the first of the month to the last day? Of the I don't know. Yeah, that just make... <laughs> that's the same know. thing, but it involves Thursdays instead. Anyway, okay, so cool. so now you get definitely two PS4 games, definitely two PS3 games, and definitely two Vita games. I mean, the PS4 stuff has been not that great so far, to be honest, because they don't have that much to give away yet. But I mean, they're giving away NBA 2K14 on PS3. Why not try and get that for four as well? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's good, but like. I think I think it's just a good version is why. This is the this is the whole reason that competition is good. You might be an Xbox fanboy, you might be a PlayStation fanboy, but because Xbox brought, you know, some game in in your face with games with gold for Xbox One, Sony decided they had to do something with PlayStation. So now like these two companies competing against one another means you get more free games if you're a plus or a gold subscriber, and that's awesome. Like it's as consumers we win even if the games are crap like you have more more frequently there's you can't complain about this right no it's it's great i think and this month what do we get we get pixel junk something shooter ultimate thing for ps4 slash trying to the complete story which is already on playstation plus for ps3 a while ago and it's on wii u and it's on like this is, but it's a really gorgeous game and it's pretty fun if you play three players so that's you know fair enough whatever it's a game to play on your next gen current gen console because what games do you have to choose from um nba 2k14 and um some other like 16-bit inspired survival horror thing that is cross by so you also get that on your vita cool and then um, two Vita games, the Dragon's Crown, which is that like gauntlet-inspired type dungeon crawling thing, and Surge something, some puzzle game. Cool. But six good six free games. Six free games for only eighty bucks a year. That's pretty good. And that, as our old pal James May would say, was the news. Oh, sorry. In, that was, was the, the news. news in an accent. Do you yeah, have you any um, hot tips for us today, Ben? Nothing. I have. Not, uh, not even like rock up at 8.30 Big W tomorrow to get Mario Kart for $52.20. Well, not South Yera, because I'm getting two of them. Rock up at Big W last Saturday by the time you listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> so, good one. <laughs> Fair enough. That was not Ben's hot tips, but uh, good try. No, um, ben is not showing us his tips this week. As we've done one whole week before this, we have a mailbag segment, and I would like to read to you yeah. a, a piece of mail from... You've been inundated long, with a letter, right? Long-time listener Shane Wall, who's our sound biologist and usually the guy who does all the Long-time listener, second-time writer... Exactly. Uh, he says, wow, you didn't totally dig it up last week. Congratulations on another successful episode of the Friendly Fire Cat Show. First of all, why has Leo started making beer opening noises rather than saying frames per second? I don't quite get that joke, but he tried. I don't know. Today's horrible joke go, of the episode is now made by Shane Wall. I don't get it. Instead of me. Um, how was the Mario Kart event? We didn't talk about that. We'll get to that in a second after I read the email. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed to hear the battle mode is so terrible. Ben backing Wii U over actual current-gen consoles blew my mind. It sounds like a catalyst for the apocalypse. Wow. I'm sure our listener is as happy as me to find out the secrets of Leo's gym <laughs> selfie regiment. Our listener. I like that. That's pretty good. May I first address <laughs> that having now 
played Watch Dogs, Wolfenstein, and soon redacted game, <laughs> I have totally moved. You just killed me with that redaction. And yeah. it's, it's a hint. Oh dear. Yeah. You're my number one suspect. I'm the only suspect. <laughs> <laughs> we win it awesome. You're the sole suspect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's murdered sole suspect. What? No, we're uh, the worst. Well, well, well we, we can't anyway, sell with that. With these we three, just need some of the game. three games versus Mario Kart and Donkey Kong and Wii U, I'm off Wii U. It's the number one <laughs> current gen console because the numbers have added up. Three to two. Three to two. Even though well, it is a cross gen. Still. While, while, we've, Still. while we're so over time and, we, and we're reading this letter, why don't you give us a quick recap on how the uh, Mario Kart pre-release event at MMGN went. Pre-release event. So we had 32 players, not including the Survivor, come and play Mario Kart 8 early. So last week, before this came out... Woo-hoo. Didn't play a single round, by the way. No, you would I really didn't. You, would, you motivated people, though. You I did, though. You we had so much fun drinking. We had oh. some great commentary goals. You should have heard us there. We were like the Very eSports good. team of the of the century, I reckon. Really? No one Oh, yeah, we were good. We were good. Was bad to uh, people this, on Twitter this, have like confirmed the fact that we were great. I don't know what we said, but we were Bloke's got a red shell, and he's just... No, that's too trivial. We were massively biased in our approach towards whoever's coming last. Give me a taste. Uh, Well, we actually recorded some. Oh, my God. Can that be the end of the podcast? It's already way long. We might as well just tack that on. Just do it. Send it to me. Um, It'll be great. I'll make a note. I'll make a note. The guy who won and his partner, they both were pretty much first and second. Because there was... Racing happened in teams, so... Uh, one team versus another team, your points got added up at the end of the Grand Prix, so whatever your team score was made you progress. And these guys were like first and second every single round, and obviously they just dominated. I think I was no a tank. How they did it. Both of them were like crazy good. The one guy was way yeah. better than the second guy. One, but yeah, anyway. The, first guy who the, other guy, the other guy, if you're listening, you were pretty good too. But that first guy, kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger versus like Chris Evans in America, uh, Captain America when he was like the little scrawny dude. Anyhow, I didn't know this, but at the time, they were, we believe, the first people to play the final version of Mario Kart 8 who were not journalists. In the world. In the world. Because... Other, I didn't play around. Just been out there. and the demo stations only have a couple of tracks in them. This was the entire game you could play. <gasps> Madness. Crazy. That entire 4 gigabyte game. That in, well, it's pretty big for a Nintendo game. Mario was 1.8 gig, so let's like 4 <laughs> <laughs> hey, That being said, though, and I think we talked about this last week, like I've played Mario Kart uh, on Super NES, GameCube, DS, 3DS, Wii. Looking at that game in proper HD, like it, 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 it's very noticeable, and it gives you like this little like, I, like that the, the feeling that Nintendo should give you, where you go, oh, we, like that thing. We very, very much like to rag on Nintendo on the Friendly Fire Cat Show, but they do make amazing games. They do make amazing games. They, they do make amazing game per year, but not game. They've had two this year: Donkey Kong and well, that was Retro Studios, but they're owned by Nintendo. But they do they do make great games, and it's just it's they're an easy target, but like they are. And they, they do this type and of thing very, very well. Like we, well, I, I've seen, we I've had played Nintendo it. with us running this event, and Nintendo do this thing better than anyone else. They've done the Pokemon thing like for the past six weeks. They've yep. traveled the country doing a Pokemon tournament, and they, they do this stuff better than anyone else. Like I haven't seen even EA with their like FIFA games haven't done this level of like community involvement. Well, I've so big success. Did. That was a big success, big success, and their Pokemon's been like a crazy success. Like if Nintendo does anything good, it's this. Get your gamers involved in your game. Yeah, at this level. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart TV. 
Okay, we're moving on, though. Uh, in, in more the same mail from Shane, Valve finally learned to count to three? Is this legit? If so, it's huge news, but for me, it's bittersweet. I'm a huge Left 4 Dead fan, but if Turtle Rock aren't working on it, then it won't be the same. So although nothing has been announced yet, I'm still a bit hesitant. Now, he's talking about not only Left 4 Dead 3, but Valve. theoretically Valve deciding to actually get ha- uh, Half-Life 3 out. It's not going to be, it, like, to answer his, his actual question, it's not going to be Turtle Rock making Left 4 Dead 3. So They didn't even make Left 4 Dead 2. Well, so, but Left 4 Dead 2 wasn't as good as Left 4 Dead 1. It wasn't. Let's be honest. So Diminishing returns. Don't get your hopes up, mate. Ben, anything? No, absolutely not. Not happening. Uh, the last thing that he says, I found a few games. XXX Gaetano. XXX might be interested Since Gaetano's in. not here, should we just try one of them each? Well, he's, that's what I mean. I would prefer if we saved these for Tano. No, I think, no. We should, I think we should give Shane he'll what keep, he wants. He'll keep sending right. us new games. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is Tano's jam. So, Leo, I would like you to take the first one. Okay. I'll try my best not to be awesome. So who's going to read out the correct okay. name later? Because we don't know. No. Marvelous Motutsun. <laughs> this is quite difficult. Marvelous Mohitotsu no Takaremjima. I think you have to kind of assume some of the names. Yeah, we'll we'll funny. we'll put we'll put this because I'm making notes. I'll put this in the show notes. Uh, ben, you have number two. Well, I'm not going to read what it says. I'm going to read what I think it should say. Okay. So number one, Leo just did. Little princess, mal oku no, niju hum too. Well, that wasn't racist. That is how you read these words. Is it? Like, you have to put an accent on. Like, when you speak okay. French, you put an accent on. When you speak <laughs> Japanese game title, you put an accent on. Okay. Same thing. Well, um, I can't even say this incorrectly, so I think put he was... Put a Japanese accent on. Nintendo... Puzzle collection. It just sounds it says, more right. It says Nintendo Puzzle Collection. Like so, I think he was. If he thought Gitana was reading all these three, he needed like a, a nice entry. So mine is mine is actually Nintendo Puzzle Collection. When we're at E3, we should just write down all the ridiculous Japanese games we see and make Tano do them in one go at E3. Oh my God! Yes, um, Shane. Thank you for writing. We we appreciate your uh, your your time and effort to to sending us not only your thoughts and questions on the video game industry, but also things that make. Tano looks silly, even well, though he wasn't here. Us now, but... Yeah, that's all right. Um, if you would like to do the same, if your stuff's better than Shane's, we'll like just throw out Shane's and read your stuff instead. So if you want to send us questions, comments, video game names that are really dumb or weird or hard to explain... Just comment on wherever you are listening to this. Yeah, friendlyfireshow at gmail.com is also a thing. Friendlyfirecast at gmail.com. Uh, don't worry about that. Let's get just, both. Just comment on this. Go to MMGN, Survivor, hashtag on Twitter... Uh, or even Facebook, Friendly Fire Show, with a hashtag in front of it, no spaces. Uh, if you can get to this podcast, you can get to us, so just make us aware. Wave your arms around. Like you just don't care. Even if you do care. Either way. But mostly if you don't care. I think we're done, eh? We're done. Peace out, homies. Bye. have to pee so bad.